Today on the Terrible Warriors, return to Rook, where our agents of the estate are closing in on the trail of Moriarty, but not before getting distracted by just about everything that comes their way. Yes, things are weird here. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Our agents of the estate traveling through Rook, wondering if they'll ever return to the earth they remember? They are your terrible warriors. Welcome back, terrible listeners. I'm Derek the Bard, and I'm here with the Edmonton crew as we continue to explore the strange in this, the sixth episode of our ongoing game. And I'm joined with... Will Mitchell. Last count of the 404s. Shane Fitzgerald of Circuit 42. Cameron Dunn of Violet Break Gaming. As Cam talks to his character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Cam. That was a low blow. Oh, burn. Oh, burn. Speaking of speaking of not, not being proud. able to have nice things, you're in the back room of a cheap, off the uh, the beaten track, rookie and greasy spoon, reviewing the information given to you by the quiet cabal. Eating your pang, which is apparently some kind of fried woodlouse now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giant woodlouse. Oh, yeah. Like, the close, it, the it's closest, itself. The closest we can figure is that it's Chinese-ish. Uh, it's, it's like it's a little Chinese. It's a little that's bit a like he- that. That's a heavy-ish. It, it's a little bit like that Sardinian cheese, Karamanzu, which has the living maggots oh, in it. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> It's a little bit like a plate of food from an Ethiopian restaurant the first time you go there. Yeah, I don't know how this works, but oh my god, it's so good. I haven't had a good Ethiopian in a while. There's a place in town that's pretty okay. We, we Excellent, yeah, let's do that. It, it, a random place in town. They're not sponsoring us, though. Exactly. Our Patreon <laughs> subscribers at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors are sponsoring us, however. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was about to make a brought to you by Tourism Edmonton joke, but it's not brought to you by Tourism Edmonton. If Tourism Edmonton wants to give us money, (laughs) oh my god, could we apply for a grant from the government of Alberta? Oh, anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, So we finish up our pang and we're reviewing this info. Yep, and as you're doing that, a waiter lets himself in, starts clearing the plates away. He looks around at you guys. And this guy just, he looks like, uh, he looks more human than most of the people you've seen here. He doesn't have a lot of modifications. He has some, but... Yeah, mostly cosmetic. Yeah, exactly. You know, he uh, his skin is actually just very, very fine scales. Um, he has an, a sixth and seventh finger on both of his hands. Uh, his hair is weird, like, super, super thin tentacles that kind of move about of their own accord. But oh, otherwise... Silly, yeah. Okay, Darren, yeah. now you're just baiting me into Gravity Falls references. <laughs> <laughs> seven fingers, not six. Seven. You would never have six fingers in your right hand, would you? My father was slaughtered by a six-finger. Do you always shock conversations this way? <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, uh, my roommate finally got on Twitter, and he uh, he messaged me basically saying, Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Uh, I, always a good way to introduce yourself. So, of course, I followed him. Yeah. <laughs> And as he's cleaning up the plates, he casually drops something on the table. And at first you think it's the bill, but you turn it over. I'm going to telekinetically turn it over. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a piece of, well, something like paper. Yeah, some sort of cellulose. Yep. And someone has written on it. um, And it just says, you will see the oracle. And it gives a set of coordinates that are like an address in Harmonious. All right. Uh, does everybody remember the information on this hard drive? Because I think we may not want to take it to here. Here. If you remember what the boss said, if Rook is anything, it's riven with factionist violence. I think we've just been recruited by somebody else. I'm curious to see what this oracle wants. I got a feeling this was not really an invite so much as a demand. You will see the oracle. Or if it's an oracle, they might have already seen the future and know that you're coming to come meet them. I'm tempted to have a premonition myself. <laughs> Do you want a premonition? 
Um, you know what? Probably <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's foresight inception. Mess. You know what? She's roll? probably baking the cookies for us as we speak. Uh, and no, oh my it. sweet summer child, that's <laughs> what you think the oracle looks like in Rook. <laughs> Um, I got an eight. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What do I give you for premonition? Learn one random fact about a person or location pre- uh, pertinent to your topic. Alternatively, learn level of creature, but cannot use power on it again. What do you want to learn? Uh, I want to get a random fact about the oracle or our meeting with it. Okay. Um, what you... Yeah, okay, so... And are my premonitions the same sort of smoky stutter vision? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't know if Fritz's eyes roll back in his head. Oh. He goes limp in his chair. What? Stool. Oh, yeah, stool. You fall off your stool. He's been levitating. He floats. <laughs> <laughs> and what you see is you get that... It's a dark room. And some there's something almost serpentine moving in it. Uh, you hear, like, scales, and just something slithers through it. And you hear a woman's voice. It has an odd accent. It has an odd echo to it, almost. A lot of sibilance. All you hear is, Moriarty. And then you come back. <gasps> well, um, either we're going to speak about our uh, um, our suspect... Or, uh... The Oracle is our suspect? No, no, I think we're going to either talk to her about our suspect, or, uh, uh, or else she's already spoken with him. Then we need to follow up right now. Yeah. The ceiling in here is really nice, and he sort of, like, (laughs) gets back to an upright position. (laughs) You're only floating, like, a half inch above the ground. Oh, yeah. But no matter if he was on his back looking at the ceiling. Yeah, (laughs) Shall Well, then, gentlemen, shall we? The little robot's like, shall we? Scooty Butt Jr. This recursion, so you can get out of this stupid body. Caster Cage wants his limbs back. Caster Cage can only speak in the third person now. Caster Cage wants his limbs back. All of them. Caster Cage is about to become one of those guys on the real world. Could have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, what should we do about our uh, bit of intel from our fr- recently acquired friend? What's the Rukian equivalent of a safety deposit box? On your person at all times with an easy <laughs> sight of your eyes or God. other optic organs? All right. I guess we just do it. Does a uh, caster have a cargo? Dude, I'm like oh. like the size of like four, like four stealthos stacked on top of each other. Like I have. A I guess that's true. Yeah, you're not huge. <laughs> he does not have a. No. <laughs> does not have any internal. He's I mean, if you radio DJ who's basically the size of a football. If you want to take him, I was just thinking of like I was just thinking of like the Roomba example. I'm like, well, Roombas have a little <clears> pin in them. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take him into a shop, I'm sure that someone could modify him for you. That's yeah, true. Take my silicon ship out and put me in a fucking battle droid. <laughs> Something with limbs and a penis. <laughs> I'm sure if we look around... Why would a battle droid have a penis? Eh, it's man. Rook. I don't care. <laughs> it's Rook. All intelligences <laughs> have rights, man. Psychological <laughs> warfare. That's what it is. <laughs> That's our pillars. That's our pillars. Classic. And of course, um, the bombs, the rockets, and the bullets are all shaped like dicks. Uh, what movie was it that had, like... What still animation was it with the thing that was, like, firing rockets but with the pelvic thrust? I can't remember what that was. Shane, may I? Could you look to the bookcase beside you? Oh, boy. You want to look for a book by Warren Ellis. It should be White Spine, and it should say Global Frequency on it. Uh, I need you to pass me this... I believe... Just pass me both of them. There's a picture I want to show you of what I'm imagining you looking like right now, Will. What? And believe me, this picture is worth a thousand words. Uh, It should be White Spine. No, other way. Other direction. Passing both uh, global frequency. Nope, that's for our listeners. Derek the Bard is, in fact, a skilled librarian amongst his other many talents. But our difficulty finding the book is also due to the fact that his collection is vast. Yeah, just put it on the shelf. Uh, okay. Yeah, just I'll I'll fix it later. Yeah, just pull both of those out. The, my collection is vast. It's actually three <laughs> Billy bookcases. I can attest to the vastness of his collection because I helped him move. Shane did help me move. He's awesome that way. Uh, okay, it's the second one. 
It's the same. That means it's the weird one. As the series went on, it just got stranger. Ha ha. Relevant strange joke. Con- well, continue planning. Out, uh, so like, <laughs> I, I, I think we should we should sort of just uh, go here first. I guess uh, the other guy didn't really get. Sadly, a this on. isn't the first time in Terrible Warriors history where a thick robot has brought this, has brought the plot to a screeching halt. What was the other time? Expendables three. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Welcome to a battle, Chris Led. Nice. Oh my! Yeah, put, put me in one of those. Yeah. You, no, you don't want to. It, it definitely uh, does not yeah, have yeah, a. Yeah, it definitely hurts. Oh, here's another one in its full glory. Oh, fantastic! Awesome. You know what, terrible listeners? I'm going to make a note of this, and I'm going to post a picture of it up on our Twitter feed, so that you can go look at it later and see it in all of its uh, horror. But before you do, fair warning, if you've ever seen the ABC Warbots from Judge Dredd, it kind of looks like somebody tried to put skin on it. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, think we should, uh, I think we should head And quite guys. frankly, if you're interested in it, I don't want to know what the penis on that thing looks like. <laughs> Can we I'm stop talking curious. about RoboDick now? I think, I think, yeah, I think that's a I was getting out there, so I know where this is going. <laughs> I think Big Mike kind of cornered the market on RoboDick. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, yeah. anyway, uh, so, so you, this isn't the you didn't help. So we should leave before they give us the bill. <laughs> Toe stiffed you on the. You're bill. the one who named it Penetrato. Hey man, let's just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Okay. Just, just, just be like it. Elsa and let it go, man. I really, you went there. I, I'm going to break out the song. We, we need to roll. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I leave a tip for this waiter, dude. Don't eat the yellow snow. Okay, I want to. Do they even do tipping in Rook? Is urine even yellow here? <laughs> I really feel the need to change the subject as I kind of force this down this rabbit hole much farther than we should have gone. Um, for my for my Rook gear, it says I have one weapon, but we haven't specified what that yeah. is. Yeah! I'm imagining for you it's probably a projectile of some kind. Okay. Um, can I specify Would it be something mine? particularly native to Rook? Yes. Um, okay, so it, we got to figure out what that it is. It probably shoots like poison spines or something. I was an idiot and didn't stick a bookmark in the page with the weapons on it. I've never been a fan of poison weapons. So. Believe me, almost every weapon in Rook is poisoned. Oh, fair enough. It's not just enough to put a hole in a guy. you got to put a yeah. hole and fill it with strychnine. <laughs> That's <laughs> mundane by Rook's standards. Yeah. Let's see here. Our done equipment. Again, I'm the guy who wants to run a Shadowrun game, and there have been... Oh, yeah, if anybody forgotten. follows Spoonie's series Counter Monkey, he did start that series by telling us about oh, the here we are. Wars, which is basically, which was basically filling super soakers with, you know, super soakers with tactile drugs and squirting them at each other. Ah, uh, Shane, you have a spike pistol. Nice. Is there a picture? Um, maybe. Because right now I'm just picturing the spiker from Halo. Ooh, that's cool, though. It, it's kind I of got an existence look to it. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, can yeah, my yeah. light weapon be the existence chicken gun? We were uh, <laughs> yes. Awesome. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll say that that's a needler. Yeah, great. <laughs> I have a medium weapon. What would that be? I'm just going to give you guys all spike throwers. Nice. Yeah, cool. You basically just all have uh, different sizes of the existence gun, because it's Rook. Sweet. Yeah, and Wes has a flashlight. Legitimate gun that's literally made out of one creature that you just like took apart and put back together again. It literally in the middle of a restaurant. It spits human teeth. Yeah, nice. Um, Yeah, Wes. I I think the unfortunate thing is that when they made your focus, they kind of assumed that it might be taken by like a paradox who could then have the power to shoot lightning bolts anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. You're not bitter. <laughs> okay, uh, no. He's actually, gonna make it work. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm. Lest we forget, uh, Nightbane, where I had the least physical stats out of everybody, and I was still incredibly useful. It's yep. true. Yes, it's true. So you uh, living proof you, that use... you don't need to be a great big Billy badass in order to be, and probably the most useful person in the group. That being said, you accomplish that with a ladle. Let's not forget. Yeah. L- lest we forget, one day, terrible listeners, I'll play a combat pig. And you're all going to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more or less what you did in uh, Pugmire. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Robin uh, was pretty combat focused. Yeah. And shit on people's carpets. But that's one of the games. Let's play this one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's go to see the Oracle. Okay, you use Wes's internal navigation system. Nice. To We're f- off to see the Oracle, the wonderful Oracle of Rook. <laughs> You're like, you just get to the end of it, it's like, that doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> And as you go through the streets, you st- you pass through actually a very nice district where there are flowers everywhere. Not gonna smell them. I'm gonna smell a flower. Give me a body roll. <laughs> uh, Fourteen. Oh, good. You, you start to sniff it, and then you pull your nose back as you realize the internal part of the flower has little tentacles in it, oh. and they reach up towards you. And you're like, wow, okay, the flowers here are dangerous. I'm going to put that down. Yeah, you're both pollinated with your DNA. <laughs> yeah, and dark. as you watch, someone walks in with something that kind of looks like a cow, and it, they walk it into a field of flowers, and then they run the fuck away. And it just... Yeah, and the cow just starts sinking into the field, and <laughs> it starts bleeding in pain. Nice. At, as it just becomes almost like a fine mist. That is, that is the most metal thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> and there are very clearly delineated and walled off pathways through this flower district. Yeah. And you just referenced the Wizard of Oz. I'm just imagining like the flower fields oh, yeah. leading to the Emerald City. Oh, puppies, 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 oh, puppies. puppies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we continue on. Yep, and you pass through... And the, the, the buildings start just growing up around you. And you think you're starting to get into what must be like Rook's financial district, something like that, where even though people are heavily modified, they're still dressed very conservatively. <coughs> and they're just going about their business. You're not paid much attention. Yeah. And you eventually arrive at the coordinates. And it is a tall, tall building. And it's just this nacreous spire. Looks like it was uh, extruded by some kind of shellfish. The outside of it has that pearly sheen to it. And the windows are in are on ang- twisted organic angles in between like the um, the spiral nature of the shell. Cool. Uh, well, I, I suspect they already know we're coming, right? Yep. And I lost my disguise clothes, so that won't help either. Yeah. yeah what would you disguise yourself as here? One of those uh, business barely know anything oh, yeah. about this world. They wanted to see you like a man. worker there. Mm. For all we know, any disguise you work is have you cross dressing. <laughs> you have a real thing against that happening with any of the PCs in these games. Not really. Is there, is there something you need to tell the class? <laughs> <laughs> Are you secretly a cross dresser? Because that's okay, man. We're very accepting yeah, here. Really accepting. <laughs> like, like we're really accepting. <laughs> All right, so in we go. In you go. Yep. You walk towards the doors. The doors open up, uh, pulled back by muscle fibers that you can actually see embedded into the wall. You think yeah. this thing may actually like, legitimately like actually be alive. one giant shellfish? Hmm. Yeah. And you enter into the lobbyway. The lobby, the interior is that same nacreous compound. The floors are shining. The light beams in from these spiral windows. And there are people just going about their business in these uh, very conservative, very almost sciency like white uh, full body suits. Hmm. And they're all they're modified, but it's more subtle modifications. Nothing is horrible or incredibly mutated, but it's all subtle plays on the human body, and it takes you a while looking at someone to realize what their mods are. Nice. And there is actually a receptionist desk. Yeah. Mind you, when you get up to the receptionist desk, you realize that the person under it is physically tethered to it, and they just sort of end at the waist, and then it's just, like, muscle fibers going all around the desk. Pilot style. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of Farscape going on. Yep. Cool. Um, we are here to see the Oracle. I believe she knows we're coming. And Tilt's head. You will take the blue elevator. The blue elevator will go down. When you have reached the place you are looking for, you will know. You will be seen to. That's vague. Thank you. Oh, that's suitably terrifying. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Have a joyous day. Now he's starting to become claptrap. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That is suitably terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god! Yeah. I'm having a pizza party. You should be invited. Please don't. Nobody, just don't everybody show up to my pizza party. Please, the love of God. Uh, or, or maybe that's why. That's the way I'll actually kill people. I don't know my pizza party. They'll kill themselves. Directive three. Dance. Pause my party. No, well, the people know that I love claptrap because just behind me is the tower of my computer, and there are four claptraps on it. Yes. It's been an ongoing theme of this series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I guess we hop in the blue elevator. Yep, you've, uh, the elevators are... They're not super color-coded. But they have like bioluminescent like, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, just bioluminescent. They're not really runes. They're just sort of geometric patterns yeah. worked into them. They can be whatever color they kind of need to be, probably. Exactly. And as you walk up, one of them flashes blue. Here we go. And someone who's actually waiting in front of it looks at it, walks to the next elevator. Hmm. I'm just going to just... Dr. Fritz is sort of curious just to get a look at this person. Are, are they scared? Are they nervous? Or Reverent. More. Reverent. Awesome. Ah. Ah, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah. Yep, the, you get into the elevator, and the elevator descends. It descends rapidly. It descends with the, no sound of actual mechanisms. It's moving, but it's it's yeah, not I mechanically it's moving. It's being ferried or swallowed, perhaps, in some sort of disgusting internal... Uh, more, more like some kind of vacuum chamber, perhaps. Oh, okay. And it reaches the bottom, and or at least somewhere that would seem like the bottom, and the doors open. And they open into a very dimly lit chamber. There's bioluminescent... I draw my flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, that's one of my only things I can do. He did a thing. He gave him a flashlight. <laughs> oh. If you give him a mouse cookie, you like... <laughs> I feel... If you only have a hammer... Can I just blind the oracle? Once again... Or just, I'm, there's not going to be a big reveal. Just like, click, oh, that's what you are. <laughs> Once again, I'm referencing Counter Monkey, but I feel like he might as well have just said, I throw acid at the door! <laughs> GM attempts to provide moody uh, uh, moody location where things are seen in vague shadows which is like I throw a flashlight you did this to me <laughs> no Wes you, created you me. picked it out of the uh, out Wait, of the envelope Derek, yourself two things no John you are the demon <laughs> Derek two things one this is the guy that kind of that kind of put the kibosh on my moment during Suicide Squad when he pantsed me with telepathy. Sorry. And two, telekinesis. And telekinesis, whatever. Be glad I didn't give him telepathy. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. And two... <laughs> Ross telepathically controls you to vote for Ross Perot. <laughs> even though as convicts you can't vote. I did a thing. <laughs> and two... Let this be a lesson to you. Stop turning us into robots! <laughs> once! I turned one of you into a robot once! Gonk droid, damn it! That was your choice. <laughs> was that my choice? You tricked me! No, I told you. This is what you're going to pl- This is what the option to have you in the game as. After I agreed to play! Thinking you would at least make me like a pilot or a soldier or something. Not a freaking trash can with legs. You were a power droid. And you had better stats than most of the party. At least you had legs. <laughs> You'll never Why let that go. Moving in the dark. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's no darkness anymore. Because <laughs> yeah, Wes just turned on his super LED flashlight, <laughs> and in the middle of this grotto, it's just a, like a grotto-like room that's carved out of the underside of Harmonious. Is a thirty-foot-long biomechanical snake woman. Cool. She's green. She's like her coils are long enough that they're wrapped in places around the room. Uh, there's kind of like a giant stalagmite pillar for her to wrap around in the middle. Nice. Um, and there are little alcoves where there are small pieces. There are small like glowing fungi that have been cultivated. Like the room has obviously been cultivated for its moodiness. Yeah, and I, I imagine, like, when the light whoosh, hits it, a bunch of things just, like, retract. Yeah. Like, anemone style. I feel like this is the point where where at least one of our mutual acquaintances and terrible warriors would ask if she was hot. Well, is she? Well, yeah, is three foot yeah. snake person? I mean... Remember Connell once asked if the Lady of Pain was hot? I mean, people are into Monster Mesa, so... 
One moment while I show you a picture of what she looks like. Here we go. Oh, yeah, I could send you to the world where people ride starfish around. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah, until the starfish eats you. Yeah. Everything's fun until the starfish eats you. Yeah. That's the oracle. I've got more. Oh, does she have the sweet Cylon visor? Yes, she has a sweet Cylon visor. Awesome! <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot their check. <laughs> She's way higher level than you guys. I oh, yeah. kind of assume so. Blind her. Yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't blind her, but she looks at you. Uh, at you, Wes. Caster Cage, you're going to turn off the light. Sure am, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, you're good. <laughs> Oh, I was giant, a giant, like, 30-foot-long snake woman. You usually want to do what she says. Also, she could probably swallow me whole. Uh, sorry about that, dark hallways. I have literally one shtick, and that's, I'm going to be good at it while I'm here. You picked a strange form to translate into I here. I pick the form! <laughs> this is all kind of new to us, trust me. He did not choose this. Uh, so you, you wanted to Didn't see you? us, um, ma'am, miss? How should I address you? I am the oracle. All right, but like an indefinite article. I, you know what? I'm just gonna stick to the oracle. That's cool. That, you do you. Let's see here. It's a you, Markiplier. You do you. I'll do me. We won't do each other. Probably. Probably. <laughs> you have come here looking for someone. Yes, we have. You have come here looking for James Moriarty. And flashback in Dr. Fritz's head briefly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, man. That's what we're here for. He is known to me. And I take it uh, you're not too fond of him? It is not for me to be fond or not fond of anyone, but his plans are dangerous. Cool. What's his plans exactly? That I am not able to fully reveal to you now. It is not the time for you to know them. I can tell you that you have only scratched the surface of his operation. The spiral dust is not the end, it is only the means. Mm. He does not create it, he merely supplies it, studies it, experiments upon it, seeks to understand it. I, in that sense, I'm a bit sympathetic to him, but... uh... Do you know what its source is? Is it coming from Rook or elsewhere? The spiral dust is not something that you need be concerned about now. It is a danger, but not the danger that Moriarty poses. The spiral dust endangers a few hundred, a few thousand. Moriarty endangers realities. I suppose, but if it's a means, the best way to prevent an end is to get rid of the means, Yeah, our mission currently was to figure out about the But that being dust. said, we're not the ones called the Oracle, so hey... The spiral dust is a drug. When I say that it is a means to an end, it is not his only means. It is only one method of inquiry. James Moriarty seeks to study, travel, translation, the spark. One way to study this is through a drug which causes people to translate whether they wish to or not, which moves its users between realities. Oh, all right. So what you're saying is Moriarty wants to access the Dark Energy Network. Moriarty is already able to access the Strange. He is himself a recursor. How do you think he escaped from his own world? But he wants to know how to control it better. He wishes to understand it. That understanding in his hands is dangerous because he is a dangerous man. More importantly, he is a dangerous man because he was written that way. Keep in mind that though Moriarty himself is quickened, that he has the spark, that he is able to travel recursions, he is still the creation of a human who he was written to serve a purpose. His his purpose, well, you are of Earth. What was James Moriarty's purpose? Why was he written? Oh, oh wait, I I know this one, actually. I know this one. Um, He was... Um, he was meant to stump Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Oh, oh yeah, he's supposed to like make his own Iron Man armor. That's right, right? Uh, close, man. If, uh, while we were at I the could. hotel, I did a bit of reading. Right. Uh, 
James Moriarty was the adversary of Sherlock Holmes, a, a fictional detective. And how do you describe Sherlock Holmes on Earth? Well, he's the greatest and detective ever. So you're dealing with a man who is written to be the adversary of the greatest detective. Oh, Thus screwing. he must in turn be the greatest criminal. Or at least he must be the greatest criminal thinker. Yeah. What could a man like that want with the strange, do you wonder? Well, it depends on the kind of criminal he is. If he's all about trying to profit himself... Which he wasn't. Which he wasn't. Uh, he could use it to get wealth and power, but if he more wanted to disrupt things and break the system, which he generally did, a lot of inapposite gates and places they don't belong, people translating into dangerous things where they don't belong, that's a recipe for chaos. Imagine for a moment that your entire existence is designed to foil one man, and then one day you realize that there is more to the world than that, that there are more worlds than that. Is he trying to find his Sherlock Holmes? He likely already knows exactly where his Sherlock Holmes is. But I mean, if like, I may, an even better one. If I may, uh, I admit to being a great fan of Sherlock Holmes as a child. <coughs> it was one of the reasons I became a, a detective in my own world. Uh, from what I understand, James Moriarty was indeed an equal to Sherlock Holmes in intellect. That was his greatest strength. However, he considered himself superior to Sherlock Holmes, and in many ways that became a weakness of his. Perhaps by expanding his knowledge of, of his world and all the other worlds, he wants to prove his superiority to everyone. It is entirely possible. Do you understand what I tell you, though, about him? Well, there's no question that he is a clear and present danger to all of reality if he continues on his path, as you say he is. I can tell you that Rook is one of his stops, but it is not the only one. You are dealing with a seasoned recursor. You are dealing with one who is many times older than you. I suppose what we really need to know is what he needs. What he needs is crime. Can you give us any ideas to his next move? Oh, he's back on Rook. He's here on Rook. At least he was. He seeks to gain something on Rook. Something that will aid him as his empire expands. What does an empire need? Soldiers. An army. Those chrysalis. Yeah. I can also. He's recently been tasked by the Quiet Cabal to deal with uh, a weapon of theirs, these battle chrysalis things. That sounds like something Moriarty would want to get his hands on. It is indeed. I will give you one final bit of advice. On Rook, there is no truth, there is only many sides of the crystal, many facets. The truth here is a three-edged sword. Your side, their side, and the truth. Except what is the truth? The point of view. Exactly. I saw that from an episode of Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> I took it from an episode of Babylon 5. You kind of got the haircut going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In essence, the truth is... In some ways, the truth is what you make of it. It seems on route, the truth is what you, you can gain from it. And thus you understand something more about this place. You will go now. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And you go back up... I, I'm kind of raising like the other side. Can I turn my flashlight on to find my way out, back out? You got. You can easily find your way back to the blue yeah, 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 yeah. Look, <laughs> You walked in a straight line. <laughs> Bioluminescent. Yeah. We assume the time of mood lighting is over. <laughs> yes, it's Stan Rogers' greatest contribution to the world. The uh, lights down the side telling us how to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Take the elevator back up. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> is it going back up? 
just our luck that we would meet the Rukian equivalent of Kosh Narnik. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I got a feeling that that's going to be really useful, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's see if we can get one step ahead of him. Let's find those droids. Yeah. We got to find the droids that we are looking for. <laughs> I mean, we can Fair make enough. them find us. Well, I mean, we do have the coordinates. We, we are supposed to try and retrieve them if possible. Okay, so... But, uh, just between you and me, I think we should destroy him. I think we should mount my, myself in one. I mean, that goes without saying. Destroy man. all <laughs> yeah. of them except the one you That's honestly one. not a bad idea. I mean, like, he's basically stuck in this little... Football. football. Jam my football into their crayon cavity and see what fucking happens. I have no arms! <laughs> or, we'll get you some arms. <coughs> or, you're actually residing within the chip that's in the robot. We could just take the chip out and put it into one of these chrysalises. Now he's got all sorts of ports on him. <coughs> so, well, why do I imagine you're going to end up working? It's actually something I didn't make in college. <laughs> A buddy of ours got a hold of a deck of many things. He pulled a card that basically trapped his soul in his side of gem. Mm. We came across like a shadow golem kind of thing. We basically put the gem in that, and that was his character. Nice. So yeah, let's he gained like three levels doing that. Cool. Yeah, where exactly did he want us to go again? Somewhere in the scar. So the scar. For this, you're actually going to have to grab the Rukian equivalent of public transit. Oh, I'm imagining some sort of, like, Dolly-style camel palanquin thing. I imagine it's like Warp Travel in Warhammer 40k, where we go through hell. Well, it's a little bit like uh, what Will said. It's a little bit like the cat bus. Oh, nice. You still have yet to explain that to me, by the way, but that's another story. Hmm? Pretty much all animal voices are voiced by Frank Walker in Hollywood at this point. Yeah, more or less. For good or ill. He's just amazing. He sure he is. He sure is. Well, you load up. It, inside, it asks for your destination. We give the coordinates that the hard drive had told us. And it crawls along on its uh, cilia legs. <coughs> and Wes robotically sneezes. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a case of the robo herpes. Well, How that's unfortunate. I didn't know that sneezing was a symptom of that. It's, uh, everything's weird in Rook. I guess that's enlightening. It you lets might be getting too weird for Rook. <laughs> <laughs> and you arrive near the edge of the scar, but you're so, you still have to walk there. Now, when they call it the scar, are they calling it the scar because when harmo- Harmonious? Yep. Harmonious detached from the main chunk of Rook? Oh, no. It was like... It was like flesh. It, it looks like, like something off. hit harmonious at some point. Oh, okay. And so it's this cascade of broken city that actually goes down on a slow angle until it hits the ground. And it bridges into this sl- the shitty slum city on the bottom. Cool. That actually that lives in the shadow of harmonious. Gotcha. Okay. And you get these, it's just like crumpled buildings. It's like someone, uh, it's like when you get to the edge of Harmonious, it suddenly becomes Fallout. All right. Yeah, fair enough. That's probably the best way to describe it, is it looks like a city in Fallout, yeah. where the city is just crumbled apart. And there's still bits of buildings, and it's obvious that people live here because there's tagging on the walls. See, I'm imagining public transport not exactly being like a cat bus, more like a dude whose hat is a bus. (laughs) 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 Anyways. Do we see any signs of life? Honestly, with everything that we've seen Uh, so far, give me a roll, Cam. Star District. Uh, That's a 20. Okay. Okay, well, Cam got a 20 (laughs) on uh, looking for information, looking for any life. What you see, Cam, is people... you, You actually do spot people, and they duck inside as you approach. And you're pretty sure that this street is actually... It's either watched or patrolled by someone, but they're staying out of the way because they don't know who you guys are. Okay. And probably nothing good takes this way down. Exactly. Nothing good gets into the scar. Uh-uh. <clears throat> um, I mean, I might just try and flash some bits again, see if I can Okay, get... well, I mean, you could always do a nanomachine cloud, because it does let you scan objects and uh, send your vision out there. Nice. Okay, let's do that. Okay. 
So you spend an intellect, but you have edge two for intellect, so you're good there. Um, you can spend another one to infest more areas. So yeah, uh, your pores open up, and this cloud of nanomachines flies out from around you, and your vision expands out into them as they start sticking to objects and stuff. Um, you you almost get like a shotgun mic effect from buildings where you can kind of vaguely hear what's going on inside just by how they vibrate the walls. Okay. Uh, do I hear any really interesting ability? <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Do you hear anything? Yeah. Yeah. The... the building nearest you that you saw a bunch of people duck into, they're definitely planning an ambush. Like, hey, man, I think they might have some stuff on them. Yeah, we should just knock them over and take their bits. Yeah, it's been a while since anyone came down here. One guy in the back, you just faintly hear him muttering, I want an arm. I want. I haven't eaten an arm in days. How am I supposed to? How, how am I supposed to keep up my parasitic arm if I don't eat other arms? <laughs> um. Okay. I'm gonna relay that to the group. Can I know? Whisper that they are planning on ambushing us. Stop! I, I, I hide. <laughs> Give me a roll. Oh god, this should be good. Do my yeah, it says my uh, Don't roll a one. Nano machines last uh, nine. ten hours. You're good. Yeah. Yep. You got you. this nice fine mist of super senses. Sweet. Yep. I, I can't imagine when you yep. did that, it's like, look, we're learning channel. And now angry ticks will fire my <laughs> nipples. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Wes, you just kind of hug into the top shadows of an arch and Wes, you are indeed a banana. <laughs> you cannot be seen. Okay. My spoon is too big. I live in a giant bucket. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the queen of friends. And of course, the end of my personal favorite, my anus is bleeding! Oh, God! <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love the rejection. Oh. But anyways. But anyway. Um, so yeah, we've been cued off that they're going to be uh, coming after us, so just going to brandish my pistol. Um, you can see that even in this world, he doesn't really know what to do with a gun. I'm going to take my note as well. Um... I'm gonna go out there and start yelling out. Okay, what are you yelling? Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, we don't have any bits for you, and uh, just uh, we mean you no harm, but if you make us, we will retaliate. Okay, give me a roll. Cool. See if you can intimidate them. 14. That is a 14. Yeah, okay. Three strange people with guns show up. Tell them to fuck off. They got guns. All I got's a stick. I got half an arm. <laughs> Me sees you have boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we carry on. They're not gonna unless they get want to try something fancy. They don't appear to be trying anything fancy. Awesome. Cam went out of his way to try and intimidate them. <clears throat> They, to try to actually attack us, I was going to just turn on my flashlight last minute. This is the voice of Billy Run before, run away from my might, mortals! <laughs> nice. Okay, and we would also like to talk. Give me I another roll. Alright. Probably not good. Eleven. Nope. Cool. They're like, I don't want to talk. Don't they just told us to leave them alone? I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> Are you eating that arm? I haven't eaten an arm in a while, guys. You're eating my arm. Yeah. What the hell? That was my good arm. Um. Congratulations, Cam. You scared them all away. Sweet. That's okay. That's <laughs> Let's proceed on to... They could have given us info, but at least they're not fucking with us. Oh, maybe they couldn't have given us info. We don't know if these guys were yeah. useful or not. Yeah. The guy was eating an arm. That generally implies that he's not useful. Yeah, I suppose. I had half a mind that if we were to end up knocking him over, give his parasitic arm to you. <laughs> well, he just would not give us a hand. But um, I approve. Wait, wait, can I? Can okay, I? Let's get let's get back on. Tra- yeah. 
Okay, I really shouldn't do that. That's yeah. okay. If that vibrated get, something hard. Let's get back on track here because we got to find those chrysalids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're, I guess the the Uber bus monster takes us to. It t- just took you to the edge of the scar. Oh, it's not going anywhere. Oh no, no, yeah, it's no. Not going anywhere. It ain't going in the I scar, man. Chrysalids with yeah. my nano machines at all? Nope. No. No, we probably have to go pretty deep into the scar. Simba. I assume whatever the rookie equivalent is of Simon Phoenix says, nobody comes down here. Simba, all of Harmonious will be yours. What about down there? That is the scar. You don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? Uh, I'm going to keep following his directions and okay. make her away. At the, at the burned out uh, husk of a building, turn left. He's <laughs> providing GPS directions. Nice. I, I am about as useful as an iPhone. <laughs> at that rotting corpse nailed to a wall over there. Continue straight for 100 meters. At the bloody shrine of madness, take the roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And I'm going to roll for a random encounter while you're here. Yay! Wandering monsters. The book gives me a random encounter table to use. Maybe I can buy drugs off these ones, too. <laughs> just like just every kind of drug, you've got a different uh, reoccurrence that there's just like... Just keep taping them to my body so I could like rotate and inject yeah. them with different things. I just checked what's... Yeah, turn you into an imperial torture droid. Yeah. <laughs> I just checked Wes's sheet to see if he has self-destruct because that'd be the difference between, be, between him being the... Uh, between him being an iPhone 7 and a Samsung Galaxy Note. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a grenade that destroys uh, reality. Yeah. <laughs> it does have that reality. That's a little bit, yeah. I'm saving that for the My Little Pony recursion. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's totally fair. Like you see Pinkie Pie, bang, not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, wow, it's even native to Rook. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, well, great. I mean, probably not So, great, the, the bus dropped you off, and yeah. you start walking. And then you see what looks like it might be another kind of vehicle coming up in the distance. Or at least you think it might be a vehicle. I mean, anything's possible. It's certainly vehicle, the size of a small vehicle. This part of town is sufficiently Mad Max for me to be very uneasy about a vehicle approaching us. Yeah. Yeah. Just, actually, this area reminds me of like the, 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 a very obscure 1980s uh, action cartoon called Spiral Zone. Uh, Spiral Zone is not obscure in my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's not obscure in the least. Yeah, yeah, but I just I think I just dated myself a little bit. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great show. Okay, uh, can just uh, everybody get, roll a d twenty and tell me what you get. Oh boy, I don't like that. I got a seven. Oh mm. man, your dice hate me, and my dice hate me. Uh, sixteen for me. 20. Oh, 19. Oh, 19? Okay, yep. great. Good. That's minor and advantage. 18. Okay. Ooh. Cam and Shane, you get a good look at it. Because uh, it's kind of, it's meandering towards you, but it looks like that. The one on the left? That thing. Oh. I don't like it. Can I shoot it? You, you, you roll to shoot it. Okay. Sure. Do you want to spend any effort? Uh, yeah, I will spend... Uh, okay, so you spe- uh, so that's a might check. Sorry, that's a speed check. Yeah. So you need to spend two points of speed to get that speed edge. Give me a roll. Thirteen. Let's see here. So that's- <laughs> oh nope. You you shoot a uh, you shoot a spike at it and it goes wide. Okay. Um, you do not hit it. It but it turns its head towards you. Well, oh, I told everybody to fuck up. It's um, <laughs> it, it's covered in these big black. Pustule, uh, oh tumor-like things uh, that drip this purple liquid out of them, and you realize Shane, as the liquid hits the ground, it starts smoking. Oh fuck! It, it's it's dripping some kind of weird acid or enzyme or something out of it. It's got tumor again. What? What is it with us in attracting animals that bleed acid? And as you watch, uh, as it starts ambling towards you. Remember I mentioned the, the decaying corpse stapled to a wall with a spike? Mm-hmm. It walks up to that. Its mouth opens and opens and opens. It has no teeth. It just has a set of tentacles inside and this purple acid goo. And it begins eating the thing, the body. Uh, I was this close to calling it cute. Uh, my friends, <laughs> I, I, think we should, uh, I think we should retreat uh, before this thing takes more notice of us. 
I hide. This is a. Uh, I just shot. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's it's eating now. Okay. Uh, sh- shall we? I hide. Yeah, let, <clears throat> let's let's go. Hide in the rubble. I believe we <laughs> should cheese it. Uh, Will, give me just a roll. Oh boy, he's got some sort of psychic powers. Uh, I got a roll of eighteen. Ooh. Just enough. No, I want to see if you were speaking quietly enough for it to not hear you. Oh, nice. Oh, of course, great. it speaks to Rook. <laughs> of course, it does. Um, I hide. Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's go. Let's aim straight. Okay. Uh, everybody, give me a roll. Uh, that's better. Fifteen. Um, eight. Three. Like a scientist, Wes, you're fine. You're always fine. <laughs> Gonna turn off the flash. We're all dead. <laughs> yeah, so well, awesome. it is at this point I'm going to tell you that you need to beat an 18. Oh shit! Oh, oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and you, you try and hide, but you make some noise. Like you kick over a bunch of rubble by accident. You get behind a wall. Well, like you get and behind a wall. Long like form campaign. And my ass. Yeah. We're all dead. And it turns its uh, it's well eyeless it, it's head. eyeless pustule filled head towards you, and it takes. Another, it starts walking towards you, and it's going to. I don't roll in this game. I forgot. Uh, let's see here. Is it an area effect? It's not area of effect. Who rolled the worst? You rolled a five. Who rolled a five? Somebody. Was there a three? Cam rolled yeah. a five. I rolled a three. Shane, give me a roll. Do you want to spend any speed points on this? Yes. Okay, you spend one speed to gain. Uh, okay. Dodge that ass. Oh, you just barely dodged it. Uh, it shoots one of the black pustules at you, and it, you hear this loud, organic popping sound as it ejects from the thing's flesh, flies towards you, lands on the ground like a couple and splatters, and you just barely get out of the splatter zone of it. Um, and it stinks of... It actually smells like bile or like stomach acid yeah it's probably because it's kind of what it is yeah uh will do you want to give me a roll i Just do want to give you a roll because you do you want to spend any in tech uh, in stuff on i i already saw the roll so i <laughs> suppose it's too late okay uh you know what wes i will also give it to you because you have the tech hookup yeah do you want to spend any intellect points on it sure do okay you want to go for one effort Yep. Just spent mark off one intellect. Shane, remember to mark off your uh, speed. Right. That uh, is that a one? That's totally a one. Yeah, it's a one. The PC has an allergic reaction to an enzyme attack. In addition to the, the is affected as if by. A, how does that even work on you? It's a robot. I mean, but I mean, it's Rook's biomechanical, right? Think about all the times that Voyager caught a cold with its. He's affected as if by a disease. I got a computer virus. Uh, well, the, the enzyme's fucking with some kind of organic compound that you've got in your uh, in your hover body, and you start wi- you start wobbling a little <laughs> bit in the air, and suddenly the world is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna eat me. <laughs> the we robot really is get out of here, my friends. Well, you just give him robo syphilis. <laughs> Does anybody want to attack? Or are you guys going to run? Um, I well, nobody, running did not work. If so nobody, I'm gonna we'll, fight we'll, it. We'll yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to try and attack this thing. Uh, it's got all these pustules on it. When it launched, it launched it instead of like popping it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's leaking this stuff in a few places. But like, yep. is is it covered in the stuff, or is it just like leaking it? it out? It's like superating pustules. Okay, so it, it where this stuff is touching it doesn't seem to be harming. Right. But it only has a limited number of these, right? Well, you don't know that. I don't know that. You're right. Um, but you know what? I'm just going to give it a try. I'm going to use my telekinesis to smack some of the more prominent pustules on this thing's butt. Give me hope, a roll. Hope that it turns around and runs. I got a 17. Not quite enough. Ah, so it's just like and vibrates. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you draw. Uh, you telekinetically knock some stuff onto it, but it doesn't really it affect doesn't it much. Oh, okay. So basically, your telekinesis is kind of ending up like at South Park, where it's all just kind of. I'm moving stuff. It's just not doing anything. <laughs> I'm going to shoot at it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Fifteen. You miss. Oh. 
This thing is way above our level. You're, you guys are going to need to start spending some effort when you're uh, opening yeah, fire okay. on it if you... Uh, if we expect to win. Yeah. How much effort you want to spend on this, Shane? You want to spend uh, one effort or two? I'll spend one effort. Okay. Mark off of speed point. Okay. Ooh. Is that a... That's a 19. That's a 19. You hit it. How much damage does a spike pistol do? Oh, right, it's a medium weapon, so it does, what is it, four? I think so. Uh, yes, four points of damage, but you rolled a 19, so it does more. You got a minor critical. Uh, it does. Okay, Shane, you can either do it nine points of damage, or you could uh, do a knockback or a distract. Hmm. You could uh, you either do, sorry, uh, seven points of damage, uh, or you could do four points of damage and a minor effect. Uh, do we want to kill this thing, or do we just want to get away with it? What? Let's not forget why we're out here. Yeah, that's the thing. This, this is, is distracting us from, like, the more important goal. And we've got to get to it before Moriarty does. Exactly, so... So I'd rather get away from this if we could. Yeah, so let's go with, uh, let's go with distract. four damage and distract. Sure. Um, you draw, you hit it with a spike... And you hit it just on, like, the side of its head, so it's, it turns with the wound. And it seems to be a little bit out of it. Uh, then okay. let's fucking run. Yeah, Will, did you roll to shoot it at all? Uh, no, no, I, I, I used my telekinesis on it right. to no effect. Okay. Um, Wes, give me one more roll. Sure. Nice. 18. Okay. I will give you this, however, Wes, as you're going into your... Super happy, giggly, weird computer virus mode. You uh, connect halfway to the all song, and you use the picture of this thing to figure out what it is. It's called a Meroid, or a Marrow Seeker. Okay. It eats genetic information to gain information about species. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of mute. They were originally used to um, preserve genetic material, right? But they kind of mutated over time because you know it's a weird species of thing. Um, and they tend to show up where damage to Rook's physical structure have occurred, like in the scar, right? Yeah. To rest- and there's they're supposed to be like genetic databases essentially, right? Um, so that's why I ate the dead guy. It's basically just like preserving. It's like going after his bone marrow. Yeah, yeah. And it's possible to actually access some of their information, um, because they, that's what they're designed for. They're designed to provide that genetic information, but you'd have to figure out a way to calm it down and attract it first. Okay. So they're kind of like carnivorous hard drives. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. We'll go with that analogy. It's not exact, but it's uh, it's close enough. Yeah. Does this affect your strategy at all, or do you just want to keep running away? I actually have a plan. You have a drunken-ass plan. I, I can do this, guys. I can get... I got it. I just... Well, my next action, I'm going to fly straight at it. That's where we're going to end the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Caster Cage suicide bombing the Maroid. Oh, boy. So, well, going off on this cliffhanger, I've been your GM for this evening. I'm Derek DeBart from Chase the Views, and I'm joined with... Will Mitchell. Wes Gunn. Shane Fitzgerald. Cameron Dunn. I can't wait to see how this is going to go. He's Carter Graysoning the Marrow Seeker. He is Carter Graysoning at the Maroid. It's true. And thank you, Shane, for making me not the only person to make that reference on this show. (laughs) See you later, folks. Terrible Warriors has new episodes out every Thursday and every Tuesday. And every Thursday this month are new episodes of The Strange. So you can come back next week and hear what happens. On Tuesdays, we're alternating back and forth between two ongoing campaigns, and this coming Tuesday is Ravenloft, dead by dawn's light. Our adventurers have traveled into a castle to return the body of a dead child. But not all has been as it seems. And now if they don't get out by the morning's light, they'll never get out at all. Let's just say the odds are not looking good. And on the other Tuesdays of the month is a return to our After the Bomb world in a campaign set in Mutants in Orbit. 
it's exactly what it says on the tin. The mutants are going to space. And you can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. You can support us on Patreon if you wish at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Thank you if you already are a supporter. And in doing so, you could become an NPC mentioned in a future campaign or even join us at the table and play the game like we've got going on in both our Mutants in Orbit and Ravenloft campaigns have Patreon supporter players. We're also trying out this postcard thing. If you're interested in getting a postcard at the conclusion of a campaign, sign up now. We'll send them out. Today's Terrible Warriors were Derek Burrow, Shane Fitzgerald, Wes Gunn, Cameron Dunn, and Will Mitchell. And until we meet again, thank you for listening, for downloading, for sharing, liking, reviewing, for playing games, for telling stories, for being a terrible warrior. Terrible warrior.